0: I agree. And welcome, everybody, into another edition of Believe in the Eagles. I am your host, Mike Gill. The Eagles lose 38-35 to the Chiefs in Super Bowl 57. It's a uh, tough one to swallow. I was pretty confident that the Eagles would win that game, Uh, but we'll break it all down for you right here real quick on Believe in Eagles. And I'll tell you, what a great game. It came down to a lousy call In the end, but really, it was an unbelievable Super Bowl, one that will be memorable. Uh, One of the all time greats back and forth, two teams. We saw Patrick Mahomes jump to a historic level. We saw Jalen Hurts jump to the big stage, and he was historic as well. So many things we can break down in the game. I've got a couple angles that you probably haven't heard or seen yet in what the difference in this game was. I thought a big factor in the game was the field, honestly. I hate to say that, but I think that field was a big problem and more of a problem for Philadelphia than it was for Kansas City. They have speed rushers on the outside. Kansas City gets a lot of their push from the middle, but, man, the field was a major factor in that game. But there's so many more things that were a factor in that game. Like John Gannon's defense had a rough second half. The Chiefs trailed by 10 at halftime. They had to play a perfect second half to come back in that game. And essentially, they did. They played almost a perfect second half against the Eagles. Patrick Mahomes, 13 of 14 in the second half. No penalties, no turnovers, no sacks. In the end, They had to be perfect to beat the Eagles in the second half of that game, and they almost were. The Eagles had near perfection in the first half. The biggest problem, though, Jalen Hurts' fumble. That fumble really changes the dynamic of the game. And I hate to put that on Jalen Hurts because he was historic in the game as well. He became the second player in Super Bowl history with three rushing touchdowns in a game. He's the second quarterback in NFL history with three touchdowns rushing in a playoff game. He has the fourth quarterback ever of having 300 yards passing and three rushing touchdowns in any game. He had an historic night. His ability to throw and run was on full display. He set the Super Bowl record for rushes, rushing yards, and rushing touchdowns by a quarterback. Jalen Hurts did everything he could to help his team win the game. 35 points normally would be enough. Unfortunately, it was also one of Jalen Hurts' plays that really changed the dynamics of the game. That fumble, which, by the way, was preceded by an offsides penalty by Isaac Sayamala on third down and one. That really killed Philadelphia's chance to really grab that game and put it away. Why? Well, take a look. Let's go back to what happened there. When you think about the touchdown that ends up happening there, Philadelphia, it's 14 to four, uh, 14 to seven at the time. They have the ball at the 47 yard line. Then there's a penalty, they're at the Kansas City 47. The five-yard penalty puts it back into their own territory at the 49. Hertz fumbles the ball, which, by the way, if you look at the video, there's a face mask on the play. Hertz gets his face mask touched on that play, no call, recovered by Bolton, taken to the house. Ties the game up at 14-14. Philadelphia is in enemy territory. They got the ball back and went right down and scored on a 12 place, 75 yard drive. So let's just say the result of the previous drive would have been a touchdown. They're up 21 to 7. Instead, offsides, fumble, touchdown, 14 14. Now look, Philadelphia has a 10 point lead at half, but 21 to 7, a lot different because they forced Kansas City to punt and ended up getting three more points so you can make a good uh, uh, case that it's now 24-7 to at halftime. That fumble plays big in this game. Now, keep in mind, Kansas City gets the ball to start the second half. They go on a 10-play, 75-yard drive, and they get a touchdown. Again, perfection, no penalties, no turnovers, no sacks, nothing. John Gannon and the Eagles' defense is predicated, guys, on – making you have long drives, making you have to go 10 plays, 12 plays. And what will happen in those 10 plays, 12 plays? You're going to make a mistake. Something's going to happen. We're going to sack the quarterback. We're going to get a fumble. We're going to get a sack, a fumble, a strip sack, something. Something, a penalty to stall your drive. The Eagles are okay giving up yards. They can't give up touchdowns, and they can't give up these long drives. Guys, in the second half, they gave up a 10-play drive, a 9-play drive, and a 12-play drive. That's your difference in the game. Defense could not make the play. Why? Well, Patrick Mahomes was near perfect. But I think that feel was a big factor in the game, and I hate to lament on that, but that feel was embarrassing in the game. Philadelphia, though, after the touchdown, they go on a 17-play 60-yard drive to push the lead back to six. But I got a problem in that drive that really ends up hurting the team. As Philadelphia calls timeout on second down and 11 at the Chiefs' 20, instead of taking the five-yard, which, by the way, why are you getting to delay a game penalty? You already had one earlier but they take their first timeout at 2.32 left of the third on second down and 11. They come out of the timeout, and a short pass to Gainwell for five yards brings them to the 15. You kick a field goal 33 yards, and my question is, why are you taking the timeout there? If you're playing for the field goal, take the five yard loss instead of a 33 yard field goal. The worst case scenario is the 38 yard field goal, but you save your timeout. Those timeouts loom large late in the game when they didn't have that one timeout left. I thought that was a big factor in the game. What happened in that sequence where they couldn't get the play in? They have to take the timeout. Well, you didn't have to take the timeout. You take the five yard penalty, you run your play that you ran anyway. If you got five yards, your field goal is still under forty yards. You were playing field for a field goal. It looked like anyway. And if you weren't playing for a field goal, all right. Well, maybe you would have had more uh, uh, room to run a play. I hated the timeout, and that timeout loomed large for them late in the game. Then the Chiefs right back on the field. They go down and score again. But if you look at what they did, they really kept Philadelphia off balance. Pass, run run, pass, they just went back and forth. We saw what happened in the red zone. The Philadelphia defense was confused, wide-open touchdowns. Big play in the game. Philadelphia's down 28-27, and they go three and out. They get the pass that got it for five, so now you're at second and five. They actually complete the pass to Zach Pascal. Now it's third down and three. This is where Philadelphia has excelled this year, third down and short. And they don't convert. They try to take a shot down the field to Devonta Smith. Big play here because what happens next? They go three and out. This is a huge factor in this game. They go three and out, and it's third and three. This is a team that generally goes for it. They're aggressive, but they're at their own 32-yard line, so they have to punt the ball. Aaron Sipos punts the ball 38 yards, and Kadarius Toney goes 65 yards, takes it down to the five-yard line, and the Chiefs score three three plays later. But that punt is a mess. The punt's supposed to go to the left. He punts it to the right. The Gunners and the long snapper, they're running to the left. They don't know where the ball is. The wall is now set up, and Kadarius Toney – takes it nearly to the house. The special teams had been a problem for this team. It hadn't cost them a game. It cost them in the biggest game of the year. That punt's unacceptable. You can certainly question why Aaron Sipos is punting in that game. He had not punted in a live game since the Chicago game when he got hurt. So you activate him for this game, that 38-yard line drive punt cost them. Now they take the lead, Kansas City, 35-27. Philadelphia comes back, eight plays, 75 yards. They tied the game up, 35-35. Two-point conversion, good. Now we're in business. 35-35, it sets up for a great Super Bowl. And then the final drive, 12 plays, 66 yards. You guys know where I'm leading. Pacheco, off tackle for three. Mahomes, Juju Smith-Schuster for 10. Pacheco back up the middle for two. There'll be a pattern here. Mahomes to Kelsey for seven. Back to Pacheco for 10. Mahomes scrambles 26 yards. That scramble is a huge play in this game. Philadelphia plays man. Mahomes gets pressure. He juts up the middle through the pressure, and he gets that 26-yard gain, and now they're set up in business at the 17-yard line. They go to Pacheco again for two. We get to the two-minute warning. Remember that timeout we talked about? That they took in the third. Mahomes to Schuster for nothing. Timeout Philadelphia. They get the play. They get the stop. Now we're at 154. It's third down. And this is where the holding play comes in. Third and eight at the 15. It's a huge play of the game. I'm not saying it's a penalty or not a penalty. What I'm saying is one. Juju Smith-Schuster had no reaction on the play. He didn't put his hands up. He didn't look at the official. He had a seemingly no problem with the fact that there was no call on that play. He looked at where that ball landed in the end zone when Pat Mahomes threw it, and seemingly Juju Smith-Schuster said, I'm not catching that ball. There's officials standing on the 15-yard line parallel with the play and where the penalty was called. That official did not throw the flag. The official who throws the flag is standing 15 yards deep into the end zone, and the hold, which we saw in the video that they're showing us, occurred with its back not facing that official who threw the flag but facing the opposite direction. How could that official in the back of the end zone see a hold but the official standing parallel on the 15-yard line not see the hold? It's a huge call in the game, and it taints the entire ending of this game. Whether it's a penalty or not, they didn't call that penalty all game long, and quite frankly, they didn't call that penalty on a third down between Bradbury and Juju Smith-Schuster early in the game on a third down. They let them play all game long until the biggest moment of the game. Not only was the field an absolute disgrace, unfortunately, that play – is going to be talked about. And it's a shame because it was a great game. And look, I don't care if that's Kansas City playing Dallas and Dallas gets called for that penalty. It's just a play that you do not want to see called. I can put it this way. If that official never threw that flag, I don't think we're talking about a day or two or three later about why he didn't throw that flag. Automatic first down. McKinnon. Goes for nine. He slides at the two. Philadelphia has to call timeout with 136 left. Well, they can't stop the clock anymore. So then Mahomes can take a knee. If you have the timeout left, they have to run a play. You let them score the touchdown. You get the ball back with about 130. uh, I think they kneeled at 136. You get the ball back with about 130 left to go, trailing by a touchdown. Kansas City calls their final timeout, uh, their second timeout with 54 seconds left. They take another knee. Now, they could have taken another knee, and you would have called timeout there. And then yet, so at least you would have had more than – the eight seconds left that you had. You could have had a good 30 uh, seconds left in the game, and you could have tried to do something at least when you got the ball back instead of just the heave that, quite frankly, I don't know what happened on that play. I think Jalen Hurt said that he slipped or something when he threw that ball because that throw was just completely irrelevant. The Eagles lost that game. They were not good enough defensively. They seemed out coached, underprepared. The more prepared team won that game, and that's not something that we've been able to say about the Eagles all season long. Jonathan Gannon had a rough day. Uh, I think he made some adjustments in the game. The problem was Kansas City just adjusted to his adjustments. That's what it came down to. I think John Gannon got outcoached by Andy Reid. I don't think John Gannon wasn't coaching. I just think he got outcoached. There's no shame in getting outcoached by Andy Reid. John Gannon had a great year. He had a top-two defense in the league. But quite frankly, I think you're in a situation where he just got coached in the game. It's not a reason to fire a guy. It's not a reason to want to drive the guy to the airport. It's a reason to, to learn and grow. And unfortunately, well, maybe fortunately, he's going to be possibly in Arizona, and he won't get to do that in Philadelphia. Shane Steichen got hired by the Colts today, so they're going to need a new offensive coordinator. Jalen Hurts took a huge step forward, but he's going to lose his offensive coordinator. What does that mean moving forward? We'll see. I mean, all in all, I think the Eagles were the better team. I said that all week. I thought they'd win the game, but it shows you how much execution, preparation, and coaching means in the NFL. Andy Reid, one of the best, and time management has been his problem. On this night, time management was the downfall of Nick Sirianni and the Eagles almost. It's not the reason that timeout is not the reason they lost the game, but I put that play up there as a huge, what are you doing? You didn't need to call timeout there. And again, it doesn't guarantee that they would have won that game, but they would have had an extra timeout left and it could have given them at least 30 seconds or I don't know the exact time. I don't remember on the play clock um, when that play happened and Philadelphia calls their second timeout a uh, third timeout excuse me they called their timeout at 136 so then Mahomes kneels if you at at 136 if you call timeout again you know you are still about 40 you know 50 seconds you if they run a a kneel down you're still at least going to have 40, 50 seconds, 30, at least 30 seconds left. Instead, you had eight. So that timeout, they could have used, I thought that was big. I thought the holding call, look, I'm not here to say it cost in the game. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying in any game that I would have watched, I would not have wanted to see that call made. And I don't think it was a good call for a couple of reasons. As I said, the official standing at the 15-yard line looking directly down the line at that play did not call it. Why did that official not see? It was right in front. Why did that official not throw the flag? And the other official, 15 yards. I just hate – I hate this in all sports, in basketball. When a guy shoots a three and the ball's gone and it's on its way and the guy comes running and he just kind of hits here, the ball is out of the hand. I don't need a foul called there. Football. Balls run to the right. You call holding on the left side. This guy over here has nothing to do with the play over here. We don't need that call. We're calling too much stuff. These officials let these guys play all night, and then they call that. And I hate the fact that it affects the team that we're talking about, so it makes it seem like it. But it's any if the Dallas Cowboys got called for holding there, I have a problem with that. The aesthetics of it. Juju Smith-Schuster had no problem that there was no call. He did not – every receiver, oh, what are you doing? Where's the flag? He did it earlier in the game. No such body language. It's unfortunate. Uh, The Eagles' offensive line, they did not get the run game going. And part of that is because their defense couldn't get off the field. This reminded me a lot of the Washington game where Kansas City had long drives Washington had long drives. They kept converting. They had a third and one. They converted on the one touchdown drive. The first one on the 10-play drive, you got a third and one. That easy third down play. They had a third and three. They end up scoring on. They had a lot of third and short type of plays that, you know, they had a third and one that they got again. They had a third down uh, that they – well, the penalty bailed them out on that one. So they converted a lot of their third downs in the second half. In the first half, you know, we talk about Philadelphia's defense. Look, they gave up seven points in the first half of their defense. The defense in reality gave up 24 points. They gave up the 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 fumble recovery. That's seven. And then the punt return. I mean, what's the defense going to do there? To give them the ball at the five-yard line. So 14 points come off the board. From the defense, the defense gave up 24 Philadelphia defense. While it didn't play great, kind of played well enough to win that game. You know, the Eagles were in the Super Bowl five years ago and the style of that game was similar. Their defense did not play great. Their defense made a play when they needed it the most. They never got that play in this game. They never got the fumble. They never got the interception. And that's something they relied on for 20 games this year. Getting that fumble, getting that interception, getting that sack. It never happened. And that's why they didn't win the Super Bowl, because the script that they followed to get here, they didn't get to follow this time. And you don't get to dictate the terms of the script, whether Arian Foster wants to believe there's a script or not. You don't get to dictate the terms of the script. The script all season, you got the sack. You got the interception. You got the fumble. They made a mistake. There was a penalty. It never happened in this game. And John Gannon waited and waited and waited, and it never came. You know, people talked about John Gannon and the adjustments and all that stuff. You know, quite frankly, they blitzed more in this game than they did in almost every game this season. They sent more pressure. They couldn't get there with four, they sent five. You think about this, right? John Gannon was trying to make some adjustments. They just weren't working. Sometimes we have to look at the personnel and wonder what's going on there. The Eagles played man coverage on 63% of pass attempts by Patrick Mahomes. It's their first game that they played over 40% of man all season. John Gannon made some adjustments. Andy Reid just out adjusted him. Now you would say, well, Why didn't he do more adjustments? And the plays in the red zone, it seemed like they were not prepared for, didn't understand what was coming on. Look, Andy Reid's very good. And I think John Gannon got a little lesson that the veteran coach is a little bit more prepared, and that's something that you need to to learn. Uh, There was a report from Albert Breer that the Eagles are trying to convince John Gannon to stay. We'll see what happens there as I record this. We'll see what ends up happening. But overall, a frustrating ending to what was a great season. It was a season where there was not much to complain about. It was a great season. There was so little adversity this year. And for the final game of the year to literally come down to one play, it's heartbreaking to know that the journey ends like that. We'll have another video and podcast Believe in Eagles with the offseason. They got a lot of free agents. What's next? They got the 10th pick. We'll have that all for you here on Believe in the Eagles. Check out my radio show on 97.3 ESPN in Atlantic City. I'm on two to six weekdays. You can get the app if you're out of the area, but you like these videos and this podcast, I ask you to check out the radio show. We have a lot of great Eagles-centric guests, NFL guests, but we'll be popping these out all off-season long right here on Believe in Eagles. Frustrating night. That's my expository on that Super Bowl. I hope you enjoyed. We'll be back with more Believe in the Eagles here on the Believe Network. And, of course, uh, check me out on the radio on 97.3 ESPN in Atlantic City, everybody. right